Welcome, everyone. I'm Caro O'Shea, the, the coordinator of, the, of Membership Voice and host for our webinar tonight. And tonight, of course, we have Strengthening Clubs presented by Adrian Roach, a conversation with Adrian. But it's my, it's my privilege to introduce Adrian Roach, who's a remarkable Rotarian, to do a, a presentation tonight. Adrian's a past governor, of course, from District 9675 in 2015-16. And since then, he's just gone from strength to strength. And of course, prior to that, I found out a moment ago that Adrian actually started, started a very successful Rotary Club. It currently has 40 members. But besides that, Adrian is the current leader of the Rotary Membership Coordinator Team for Zone 8, which is Australian NZ and the Pacific Islands. He's an international legend, past chair of the Rotary Australia World Community Service Eastern Region. Of course, that's better known as Rorks in Rotary Talk. He's a rural fire service volunteer, justice of the peace, kidney donor to another family member and multiple Paul Harris Paul Harris Fellow recipient. So it is my very great privilege to introduce Adrian Roach. Over to you, please, Adrian. Thank you very much for that lovely introduction. As uh, Caro mentioned, my name's Adrian Roach and I am a past district governor, but from District 9670, not 9675, 9670. And of course, we're in the Hunter Valley, where of course all the good wine comes from. Um, I'm sure you'll all agree. And of course, I'm also the Zone 8 Rotary Coordinator, which you'll hear more about what my role is. So tonight I'm going to talk about the membership team. Who are they? What do we do? And how can you, as club district or members, tap into the member resource? There, yeah, so you'll probably recognise this young fellow on the screen. And this uh, RI President Holgan Act said, uh, Rotary isn't just a club for people to join, but rather an invitation to endless opportunities which is very, very true there. Rotary's core values represent the guiding principles of the organisation's culture, including what guides members' priorities and actions within the organisation. Values are increasingly important component in strategic planning because they drive the intent and direction of the organisation's leadership. And of course, those are core values of service. And we believe that service are, that our service activities and programs bring a great, about a greater world understanding and peace. Service is a major element of our mission. Through the plans and actions of individual clubs, we create a culture of service throughout our organisation that provides unparalleled satisfaction for those who serve. Then we've got fellowship. We believe that individual efforts focus on individual needs, but combined efforts serve humanity. The power of combined efforts knows no limitations multiple resources and broadens our lives and perspectives. Fellowship leads to tolerance and transcends racial, national and other boundaries. And of course we've got diversity and we believe Rotary unifies all people internationally behind the ideal of service. We encourage diversity of vocations within our membership and in our activities and service work. A club that reflects its business and professional community is a club with a key to its future. Of course, integrity, we're committed to and ex expect accountability from our leaders and fellow members, both in the results of our efforts and in the processes we use to accomplish our goals. We adhere to high ethical and professional standards in our work and personal relationships. We are fair and respectful in our interactions and we are consistently, uh, conscientiously steward the resources entrusted to us. 
leadership, of course, we are a global fellowship of individuals who are leaders in their fields of endeavour. We believe in the importance of leadership development and in the leadership as a quality of our members. As Rotarians, we are leaders in implementing our core values. Uh, of all the core values are reflected in our objective Rotary and the four-way test, which we use in our daily lives. They inspire us to foster and support the ideal of service for developing and maintaining integrity in human relations. Okay, there we go. So next of all, I'm going to talk about our team. Here's our current uh, team of dedicated, experienced Rotarians. We are led by our current director, Surgeon Chi Tu Lee from Taiwan. And of course, we work very closely with our incoming director, Jesse Harmon. Uh, Jesse's from uh, Victoria, of course. Um, we have the brilliant, re uh, brilliant regional membership officer, Barbara Mitzlitt, who is the font of all knowledge of membership at the editor's desk of Rotary on the Move, and I hope you're all receiving and reading Rotary on the Move, is Issa Shalab, who is now in his 11th year and doing a wonderful job as the editor. Our ARCs have all have districts that have been, oh sorry, I meant to say our ARCs are all past district governors, and of course we know how wise they are, uh, except for Damien Leach, who is, well he is wise, but he's not been a past district governor yet, um, hopefully he's a future district governor, but he's a past president and he is focused on youth and alumni. Um, he's a youth and alumni membership specialist. The ARCs have districts, ARCs being assistant rotary coordinators, have uh, districts that have been allocated for them to work closely with. Assistant rotary coordinators are part of a team dedicated to supporting and creating strong, dynamic and effective clubs and districts. Under the leadership of the Rotary Coordinator, which is me, they work with district leaders to identify and address membership challenges and build stronger clubs. They volunteer their expertise and skills in strategic planning, Rotary programs and service activities to emphasise member engagement. They often work closely with district membership chairs, assistant governors and other district leaders. They are selected for a one-year term and may, have, may be asked to serve up to two additional terms. The Rotary Coordinator manages selection, the selection process, of course, involving the Director. Uh, of course, training is held to make sure that the Assistant Rotary Coordinators are prepared to support their district leaders. Now, what does the team do? I'll, I'll just touch briefly on this. There's a lot of things they do do, but um, they encourage, um, Let's just go back here. They encourage innovative engagement with and new members' attractions, strategies to support membership growth and promote the benefits of membership. They communicate, promote, and execute the strategies defined in our regional membership initiatives. They work with Rotary actors and Rotary program alumni and invite them into Rotary or keep them connected to the Rotary family. They develop and pr promote alumni associations. They promote the use of Rotary resources and publications, including Rotary Club Central. They encourage districts and clubs to follow up on the membership leads sent to them. And it's very disappointing. I read today that there's a very low figure, it's like 27% uh, are, are the only ones followed up. There's a lot of membership leads that are sent to districts that just don't get followed up. They promote the efforts and approach as of successful clubs as models for others. Uh, they participate in regional seminars or district meetings. 
Um, this may include field work or district support in their assigned regional regional uh, seminars. They uh, work with district governors, governors elect, governors nominee, district membership attraction and engagement committee chairs, and other district leaders regularly to provide strategies for supporting, monitoring, and achieving membership goals, increasing gender and age diversity in clubs, and emphasising member engagement through effective volunteer activities, networking and programs and activities that support youth and young leaders and alumni. Uh, meeting membership challenges such as offering more flexible club meetings, focusing on members' satisfaction and enhancing volunteer opportunities. Uh, also developing and implementing strategic plans that align with Rotary's strategic plan priorities and of course, promoting Rotary's priorities and initiatives. Now, what resources have we got? Well, of course, um, with membership, besides the, um, the assistant Rotary coordinators, the district membership chairs, and of course, our regional membership officer, Barbara, um, here are the top five resources, I believe, for assisting clubs. And they're all available on uh, My Rotary. You see that little link there, myrotary.org, learning reference, learning topic membership, you'll see the Rotary Club Health Check, very useful tool. Strengthening your membership, another great tool there to use, creating a membership development plan, uh, membership assessment tools, introduction of new members. Uh, obviously, one of the best resources is your ARC, District Membership Chair and Barbara Misford. Other resources can help as well, as you see there on the screen. In addition, Rotary's got a variety of other tools and resources designed to facilitate membership development at the club and the district level. Um, connect to district membership leads, how to manage membership leads, membership minute newsletter, membership best practice discussion group, district membership reports on My Rotary or Rotary Club Central. Uh, strengthening clubs is all about creating an engaging, satisfying, experience for current members and making the club more attractive to potential members. And then um, how can you tap in? Well, how can you tap into the membership assistance? You can talk to your district leadership team and let them know that you're keen and interested and have a passion for membership. You might want to become uh, you know, your club's membership chair or you might want to get on the district membership committee. Um, you may even want to be an assistant Rotary coordinator. You need to talk with people and let them know what you're keen about doing. Talk to your assistant Rotary coordinator and let them know. Um, another good tip is to read the Rotary on the Move newsletter. They've got lots of great tips and ideas. Uh, visit my Rotary Learning Centre and, of course, connect with Rotary Membership Voice on Facebook. Uh, now, we have... Uh, regular seminars. Um, you can join the regular seminars that are available. We've actually got one this Thursday. It's called New Style Rotary Clubs Forum. We conducted one back on the 3rd of September, which was very successful. In fact, um, we had over 100 people attend. Well, to tell you the truth, we only had 100 people attend. We had more people that wanted to attend, but unfortunately, the license which we thought was for 500 was only for 100. Anyway, we've got that fixed for the next one. So um, the next session is this Thursday, and uh, it's, it's all about starting a club from scratch, a new approach, innovation in action. And we've got Nick Fortney, Ari Groff, and of course, Rebecca Fry. 
talking to us on Thursday. So join the regular seminars. Um, you'll see a link in the latest Rotary on the Move, and hopefully you would have received that. Um, Paul Harris said, we have to be revolutionary from time to time, and now is the time. One way to do this is by creating new club models and rethinking what it means to be in Rotary. In the new style Rotary Clubs Forum webinar series, you'll get to engage with a range of local speakers who will share their knowledge and experience why, how, successes, and lessons learned. Be inspired, be bold, and start a new Rotary Club. And of course, um, I'd, I'd urge you, if you've got the time, uh, to get there on Thursday at 6 or 7, you need to register. And if you can't get there, register so at least you'll get the recording of the episode. And also, uh, we send out uh, FAQs, um, questions that have been asked, and uh, we give you the answers to them. So that's about all that I had that I was going to tell you. Um, so now I'll open it up to questions. Thank you, Adrian. Thank you, Adrian. That's that's great. Adrian, we do have some questions in here for, uh, for you. As you've said, uh, we waste a lot of membership leads, and this has been a problem uh, for some time now. Do we need to, to really radically rethink how we handle those membership leads? Do we need to get better at uh, connecting those opportunities with clubs? Kara, we certainly do. And I think it starts from each district and the governor of the district working out with his team who's actually going to respond and to handle it because um, some districts have got a great system where there's someone allocated to follow up and to make sure it happens and in other districts it's a bit of hit and miss. So, uh, yes, I think each district needs to look at how they're going to action the, the leads that they get and follow them through to the end. Thank you. Thank you. Um, looking at that issue of um, say teamwork, teamwork and the like, and just changing direction slightly, diversity and inclusion and equity are really important issues for us these days. From your position as a club builder, as a, as a senior Rotary leader and as a membership coordinator, what can we do to encourage clubs to become more diverse, more inclusive and more welcoming? Well, I think rather than just speak the speak, I think we've got to, you know, walk the talk and make sure we do what we say we're going to do. You know, a lot of clubs say, oh, look, we want to have more um, women involved in our club. But then when it comes to when they attend a meeting, um, they're kind of not made very welcome, in, not in all clubs, but in some clubs. Uh, and then all of a sudden, they, they, won't, they, can't, they can't understand why women don't want to join their clubs. Um, you know, I, I think, the, I think they, the clubs need to have a plan, have a plan of how they're going to be inclusive for people in their community. And for a start, yes, women is one thing, but also the different ethnic groups who, who, who live in the areas. We've got to make sure that they're all invited and involved. And also the different age demographics. Um, we shouldn't be close to younger or older people. We should be open to to everyone. And look, maybe the club is uh, a, let's call it a mature club. It's been around for a while, and they're very happy doing lots of good things. Maybe it's not really suitable for them to have lots of young people in. But there's a way around that, and it's simply by starting a satellite club mm -hmm. and and having these young people. 
uh, you know, start their own branch of the club. And I mean, the good thing about that is they can be there to help the, the mother club when they've got projects on and they need a hand. Um, and it also gives them an opportunity to, um, you know, to, to, to grow and to learn from the, the more senior members. So there's room for everybody. That's great, and you have you have practical experience with with starting successful clubs that attract young members. A question just in there from Margaret: How have your clubs been able to welcome young people? Now that's a very good question. Now, Kara, when I was at my previous club, so the club I'm in now is the one that I started with a group of people um, back in 2012. Previous to that, I was in a club that had been around for quite a long time. And um, I had invited over 40 people to the club with the view of them to, to join in. Now, I was able to get about half, about 20 of those stayed with the club, but then uh, the other 20 didn't stay. And I always made sure that I would sort of do an exit interview and say, look, just tell it to me straight. What did you like and didn't like about the club? And it was the same answers every time. They'd say, we thought the quality of members was great. You know, you've got the local magistrate, you've got the local Toyota car dealer, and they mentioned all these high-profile business people we had in the club, which we did. Um, but they'd say, I don't understand why you're singing. I don't understand, you say you're non-religious, but why are you saying grace before you meal? Um, does that mean that Hindu people aren't welcome or um, that you have to be a Christian? To, to be in the club. Uh, and then they, then they were saying, why do you sing songs like Pack Up Your Troubles in Your Old Kit Bag in the break? You know, why do you have a song session? Um, originally, when I was in the club, I was, I was a bit miffed about why they had this too, but I spoke to my father about it. And uh, my dad's a musician. He said to me, Adrian, what they used to do, as you guys go out to nightclubs and dance the night away, we used to go to halls and we used to do community singing. So that's what we did back in those days. So then I understood then why these guys were doing the singing because that's what they grew up with. But anyway, uh, what else did they say? Now I was saying, oh, they didn't like the joke, the, the sergeant session. Why do you have a joke session where you rip each other off and then charge them 20 cents? What a waste of time that is. We also had a club. This was this is a bit funny. I'll well, get a laugh at this. Where we met in a church hall. I didn't understand why we met in a church hall. Um, we were allowed to have some drinks in the church hall. So they had... They had beer and wine. They'd keep the beer out in a fridge in a back room and then members who would set the hall up would get the beer out of the fridge at 3 o'clock and put it on the table for people to come and consume at 6 o'clock. Well, I don't know about you. I love a cold beer, but a hot beer doesn't really do it for me. So I mean, one of the things I did in that club was I put a, a glass door fridge in and had it behind the curtain. So that kept the local the priest happy because the beer was not on display, but it that we could keep it cold and get a cold beer. So that was one thing I did for the club. But anyway, getting back to the story, uh, there were, there, all these people were saying the same thing to me. They like what Rotary did. They like the programs that we were involved with, the youth exchange. They like the overseas project. They liked all that. But they just said, Adrian, if we want to sing, we'll join a choir. If I want to pray, I'll go to church. I don't need to come here and drink hot beer and have cold chicken. You know, that, that doesn't do it for me. So... I became the president of the club and um, I tried to bring the team ahead with me. Sorry about that. I, um, I tried to bring the club along with me and, and to change some of the things. Well, 
you know, we managed to drop some of the singing. Um, they weren't real happy about not saying the the grace, and, uh, and in the end, it just got really, really hard. And the thing was, I saw some younger people who were um, who, who were leaving. Like they were young presidents who'd been president of the club, uh, done lots of good things, but they were so frustrated they couldn't get it to change that they were leaving Rachel. And I thought this is really, really sad. So I thought I need to start a new club. I, I, at this stage, I didn't really know about satellite clubs in 2012. So I decided to start a new club. So I got a whole bunch of people who had left Rotary who really liked it but didn't like the style of club we had. And we started a brand new Rotary club. Now, I was really lucky. We had four past presidents, three past secretaries, two past treasurers. Like I had, I had a board already made up. And um, when we started, we had 50% women, 50% men, and we had lots of younger people in the club. I think we had five sets of um, like either father and son, father and daughter, whatever in the club. So that was good. Um, um, yeah, and the club's still going from strength to strength now. It's, um, it's great. Look, I'm 58 and I'm one of the grandpas in the club. That's how, that's how the Rotary Club of Green Hill started. Wow. That's that's an amazing story, and if we had if we had a few more or a lot more situations like that, our our membership challenge might be a little different. I want to go back to something that you said a little while ago when you you mentioned satellites. You've mentioned them a couple of times. There's a a misunderstanding doing the rounds that the only use a satellite club has is to is is as the seed for a new chartered club. That's now that's that's not correct, is it? You can have you can have successful embedded satellites. Would you like to speak to that? Yeah. So I mean, satellite clubs are there for um, the clubs that uh, don't have enough people to start their own club of their own accord. They haven't got twenty members, um, and they they're like a, a sister or a daughter of the of the mother club. But they they run like independently with oversight. And they've got, they don't have to worry about bank accounts because the mother club worries about that. And it usually works out in a great situation where you've got, as I said, a mature club and you've got younger people who want to go and do different things. You know, they don't want to do the some of the things that traditional clubs do. So it's an excellent opportunity for, you know, two groups to work closely together. I mean, they both want to do the same. Um, you know, I, I talked about when I started the Green Hills Club, that I could see Rotary as like radio stations. I used to compare it to the local radio stations. You know, we've got Triple J, which is the the, the kitty uh, rock station. You've got um, uh, New FM. You've got the ABC. They look, well, they all do the same thing. They all have news. They all have entertainment. They all have music, sport, etc. But it's all done differently because they're they're trying to market to a different demographic you know if you try to market to everyone you'd market to nobody so you've got to really work out who your market is now if your club if you look at your members in your club and you say okay our average age is 83 like are you really going to be able to get 20 year olds in the club maybe not but if you were starting a satellite club um those younger people would be would love to be part of rotary as a whole doing their own thing meeting at their own time their own place their own space um, and still being mentored by the um, by the senior members. So yeah, so satellite clubs aren't just for starting off new clubs. They're, I mean, obviously, if the if the club builds up and they get twenty members and want to go out on their own, they could, they of course can do that. But um, it's all about getting more people involved with Rotary. 
you've been in this situation of starting a new Rotary Club and obviously that you had a very, very successful outcome. We have a number of people uh, who are in the early stages of doing that at the moment. Some of them are finding it easier than others. From you, with your experience and from where you sit as our membership coordinator, what can we do uh, as members of other clubs at a district level and whatever to better support those people in that important role? Because the more people we have starting new clubs, the more healthy our, the healthier our, our network is going to be. So, but how can we support them better? Uh, look, I think the best way to support them is to, to, to be there for them without telling them how they've got to do it and saying, this is how we've always done it. You've got to do it the same way. By just being there, by talking with them, by just giving them the support that they need. There's lots of people who can help. And as I said, you've got uh, Barbara. Barbara is our Rotary Regional Membership Officer who's absolutely fantastic. But Barbara doesn't know about membership. Nobody knows. Just get the get some help. Get the team on board. Talk to your assistant governor. Talk to your governor, um, your club president, your membership chair, your district membership chair, your club membership chair. Get as many people working on the situation as you possibly can. And uh, I saw a, a comment there about it's hard for young people because they don't seem to have a lot of time. Well, well, it's really good now. We don't have to meet for three hours every week. We only need to meet twice a month, and that doesn't need to be for that long either. So. Uh, you know, in our club, we mix it up. We have a, a we have a breakfast meeting, we have a board meeting, which everyone's invited to, mind you. Not a lot of people extra turn up, but some people do. Um, and we have a social night as well, and then we have a, a dinner dinner meeting. So we we mix it up and and make it very easy for people to attend what they can attend. Because I mean, some people joined our club and it was a breakfast meeting, but now their their occupations have changed or their work's changed, and they can't get there in the morning. Um, because they're managing or supervising people or travelling or whatever. But uh, by having the, the night meetings, they can they can participate. And, of course, Rotary is about participation, not necessarily about attending meetings. We, we don't judge people's participation by what meetings they attend. We, we judge their participation by what they actually do. Now, we've got people who do a lot of things that don't get to a lot of meetings, but... Um, they do an enormous amount of work. You know, one, one I can talk to you about is our two of our dentists in our club. I mean, they manage our dental project and they're constantly training and talking to and working with our dentist over in Papua New Guinea, but they can't often get to meetings because they're, they're busy with their practices or with their young families. But I mean, as for participation, they're doing an awesome job. Thank you, Adrian. Adrian, you mentioned obviously the one of the prime aims of today was to was to to provide a better understanding of the the things that your network, your coordinator network, can do for the uh, for the broader Rotary network. I have first hand experience with one of one of your deputies, David Egan. Uh, David, David, David is a wonderful assistant governor, assistant governor, assistant Rotary coordinator. Past governor, assistant rugby court, very, very enthusiastic, very dedicated. And if David doesn't know the answer, he'll find it out for Well, I, I was going on the screen too. Yes, I, I was going to talk about something that David presented on about a month ago, and that's the remarkable story that he was involved in as president of the Rotary Club of Adelaide, where they had this 
large, second, I think second largest Rotary Club in Australia that was going the way of a lot of Rotary Clubs, loads of very, very experienced and older members, but essentially on a, on a downward spiral. And by bringing in an improved strategic planning process and by getting member participation, they've turned the whole place around over four years and, and got a diverse and, and much more representative of Rotary Club that's attracting where young people are introducing other young people. So the sort of situation you were talking about, how can we get that sort of story out to the grassroots level so that others can learn from that? That's, that's the challenge. That's a good question, Carol. I think we've got to be encouraging people to, uh, to get onto the membership voice, for example, onto the Facebook page, uh, encourage them to attend these webinars encourage them to read Rotary on the move and see all the different success stories that there are. There's lots and lots of success stories. And uh, you've just got to do something a little bit different. Uh, look outside the box. If you want to attract young people, talk to young people about what they want to see and do. I mean, I know in our, in our um, uh, meetings, we, we're doing them by Zoom at the moment, but um, one of the things they do is they do this cahoots thing where they've got all these questions and you've got to do something on your phone, but they've got lots of great ideas and they, we have a lot of fun. Young people haven't got a lot of time, so if they're going to put time into something, it's got to be worthwhile, either fun or they've got to be able to achieve something, they've got to be able to see see their work. And, um, yeah. That's a great lead-in segue to something else I want to talk to you about. You know Rebecca Fry? Yes, one and only Beck Fry, past, past Rotary, Rotary Australia Chair, who started the Rotary Social Impact Network, which is a radically different form of Rotary Club, no meetings, all done in collaborating in, in, in different ways online. But the thing that's really relevant about the Rotary Social Impact Network this week is it's Rotary Reconnect Week. And the Rotary Social Impact Network is made up 100% of alumni mm. and it has a what is potentially 200 person waiting list so is there, is there an opportunity to roll out similar kinds of i mean it's, it's a kind of model where you could have a, a rotary club that was and they have members in six six countries i think mm. and so it's obviously not bounded by uh, national boundaries or, or constrained by national boundaries how could we roll that model out Say so that others might learn from it and get more alumni involved because I suppose there's a question. Well, it is, and Beck's got a good story to tell. And of course, there there is that opportunity out there. You know, if we think about all the people who have been through our Rotary programs, um, our Youth Exchange program, both in and out, um, our RILA Rotary Youth Leadership Award program our Ripen Rotary Youth Programs in Richmond, all those different programs that we run, um, there's so many people there that um, we, could, we could invite to our club. Just an interesting story, one of the programs we have up in, in our club that we have up in Papua New Guinea is a, uh, we're working on a dental clinic and also a hospital and a school. Um, we took a group of school leaders up there, we call it real school, so instead of going up to the Gold Coast and getting on the drug and doing all those naughty things you're not supposed to do, they decided to come up for 10 days uh, up into the highlands of uh, PNG, up to the, the wild country. And um, we took six uh, young school leaders up there. We had 
um, four or five new younger Rotarians who wanted to experience it as well. And of course, some old people like myself had been up there many times before. Um, and while we were up there, these young people could see firsthand the things that we that we had done. You know, like putting transporting hospital beds that were going to be thrown to the tip, um, actually getting them into a container, getting them up there so that the mothers uh, could have their have their babies on a bed rather than lying on a, on a cold floor. Uh, and uh, when we took these school leaders up there, they they said things like, "Adrian, I didn't know Rotary did this. I think it was all I was just about." old men having um, chicken for lunch. I didn't realise you did these sort of things. How do we become involved? How do we become involved? And uh, we said, oh, well, you've just got to um, show you're interested and come along to some meetings and, uh, and, 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 and tell us what you want to do. Anyway, they did. And so now they're members. Out of the six, we got four to join. Three joined our club and another one, a club a couple of hours away because that's where they were situated. And uh, they're working on programs already. They're, they're raising funds uh, to, to help educate them, um, young uh, girls who wouldn't have a chance of education, higher education, if, if they didn't get the funding. Um, they're putting mother and baby packs together so we can send them over. They're really interested and into it. As you said, the young people don't have a lot of time, but if they've got something they can put their energy and passion into it, they'll, they'll do it. They will do it. Mm. Thank you, Adrian. You mentioned Rotary on the Move, which is a, a pretty important uh, mean, means of communicating within, within our membership community in Australia and New Zealand. If you and your predecessors and Tim in particular have been doing a great job on Rotary on the Move for, for some time now. Looking at it from where you sit in the organisation, what can clubs and districts do to help you to spread the word of you know the content of membership of Rotary on the Move more widely, so so that it can inspire more people. What what sort of things would you like them to do? Well, two things, Tero. Um, number one, if the if the, the people who get the Rotary on the Move can actually share it, it's a, it's a link basically. So if uh, we had the, the all the district share it, I know our district puts it in our the governor's monthly magazine, the link. So everyone's got the opportunity to have a look. Now, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make a drink. You've just got to make it available for people to get to. And um, uh, if you if you subscribe to it, it'll drop into your box once a month for 11 out of the 12 months. It's uh, great stories by um, people like David Egan, who writes stories. I write one every couple of months, and uh, Jesse Harmon writes one every couple of months. And uh, we collect all good news stories from all around Australia. And um, as I said, Issa Shalab does a great job putting together. It's his 11th year now. He's uh, been the editor of the magazine, the publication. So um, yeah, let's let's share it. So if you haven't got it, uh, let me know and I can get you on the list. And then once you're on the list, you'll be on there until you take yourself off. Um, clubs and districts can send their stories in. So if you've got something you that's, that's worth sharing, Share it. You now let's help each other out. If you've done something good, tell people about it. If you send the story either straight to Issa or to me, uh, we'll we'll get it in there so that everyone can have a, have a good look at it. Fantastic. Looking at just perhaps another couple of questions, if you don't mind, mate. Looking at perhaps the not invented here issue that comes up from time to time when we have when we have keen volunteers and perhaps local interests and that sort of thing. 
we've had some remarkable success stories. We touched on what Adelaide is doing and has been doing for some years. At a district level, of course, we've got what's happening in District 9640, where Andy Rajapaksi has been taking the place by storm, as was covered in the last membership forum. How can we get or encourage districts to, to be more receptive to picking up idea, successful ideas from, from each other? Because it's, there seems to be a bit of resistance there. Well, Kira, I think it's a, a bit like that with most of a lot of Rotarians, how they don't like change. They're used to what they're used to. And um, it's people like um, Andy who have gone out there and seen that we need to have different sorts of Rotary. We can't have the same Rotary in every club in every district. We've got to have different Rotary clubs, different types of Rotary clubs. And then... Um, uh, you know, we've, we've got to encourage people to have a go. Get, get, do their homework, get some help behind them. You know, ask your assistant Rotary coordinator, ask yourself, ask Andy or Barbara. We can give you all the tips and tricks about how you get it started. It's just baby steps. Um, it's not difficult to do. It's not difficult to do. And it's such a sense of achievement when you see um, all these people who would know would would never ever join the local traditional Rotary Club that have joined your club and are actually doing something. They're actually making a difference in the world. It's such a great sense of uh, accomplishment and achievement. Super. Thank, thank you, Adrian. Adrian, just perhaps one or two more questions. How has the membership challenge changed in the time that you've been sort of in, in senior leadership roles in Rotary? I think the main thing is that we've been given a lot more flexibility. There's a lot of flexibility now, Kara. I remember going back where you had to meet every week, you had to attend 60% of each meeting, you had to attend so many percent of the meetings, blah, 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 blah. There were so many rules and regulations now that you've just got to meet twice a month. And that can be online, that can be for a short period of time, for whatever. There can be a service project. So there's so much flexibility. And it's all about now... It's all about participation rather than meetings. We don't want to just go to meetings. I mean, meetings should be used to A, have fun, or B, make plans for how you're going to do projects. Not meetings for meetings, though. No one wants to go to a meeting. An initiative that was started by one of our, one of our young 26-year-old Rotary presidents in Western Australia, she and her sister are co-presidents this year, was a question basically asking people, why are you in Rotary? So my last question, question I'd like to put to you, Adrian, is why are you in Rotary? That is a wonderful question, Caro. Now, um, my father was not a Rotarian, but he had a very good friend who was in Rotary. And he asked me to join. He said, would you like to join Rotary? Would you like to come along? Because I'd moved away from my hometown been away 10 years and I came back and he said it'd be a good way to meet some different people and, and I thought oh this this is interesting I'll have a look I'll see what they do um I discovered that my grandfather was a Rotarian in fact he was um uh, uh, the second president of Curry Curry Rotary Club so th there was Rotary in the blood um when I went to the meetings and I and I saw what they did uh, as in with youth exchange I became involved with that I, when, when I saw the overseas work they do, working with you. Um, I was really impressed with the different programs and the different projects and what they did. Um, did I like the singing? No. 
Um, did I like the joke session? No, they were worse than bad jokes. They were really, really poor. But I had the vision to see through all that and understand that Rotary is a big picture and not everything has to be for me. Um, and there were so many good things in it uh, that that's why I joined and why I stayed. And then I guess, you know, going on, why did I become president? Because I thought I had something to offer. And why did I put my hand up to be district governor? And, uh, and I guess I thought I had something to offer. Uh, another thing is I, I saw some what some of the other district governors were before me. And I thought, well, hang on, if they can do it, I can do this. So, um, yeah, I, I guess that's how I got involved. And I, look, I just thoroughly enjoyed it. I've got friends all around the world now, all around the world. We've got, um, we've hosted over 30 exchange students and, and I've met, I met up with them in their hometown, um, about 25 out of the 30. There's only a few left to go. Of course, this year made it a bit difficult. And um, it's just really, really good to get to know all these different cultures and how all these people work. And and they're, they're, these, these young exchange students, they're wonderful people. You know, one comes to mind who was a young uh, blonde girl from um, Germany who people thought that she was a little dizzy. I don't know if that's politically correct, but anyway, a little busy. But she's an astronaut for NASA. She's one of the smartest people you can, you know. She's absolutely fantastic. I remember going to see her in Germany, and she actually took us to a Schützenfest, which is somewhere, something where they get a gun and they keep shooting this bird till it breaks or something. Well, that's the theory, but there's just a lot of drinking and eating going on. And uh, I'll tell you what, that was a night that I won't forget. I think Christine, my wife, had to help me home. Thanks, Adrian. We've had a, we have had a very last a, a last minute question here from from Anne. Yeah. Should each Rotary club have a sister club? Interesting idea. Well, it is an interesting idea. I think it's a great idea. We've got a sister club in Taiwan who've got a lot of dentists and want to help us with their dental project. I think it just depends. Look, there's a lot of things you can do. I mean, each club is autonomous and it's up to them what they want to do. I think it would be a great idea to have it, just like I think it's a great idea to promote all the different fellowships we've got. You know, we've got some great fellowships in, in uh, there's, there's a couple that I'm involved in. One is Brew, which is beer Rotarians enjoy worldwide. And we recently had an Oktoberfest all around the world. So they started in New Zealand at five o'clock. So we had, we had Oktoberfest five o'clock on the Saturday everywhere in the world. So we started in New Zealand, then came to Australia, and then we just kept moving around. And that was fantastic just to talk to people who had a, had a similar interest. I'm also involved with the, the hosting hospitality group. Unfortunately, we're not doing a lot of that at the moment with uh, COVID. But anyway, that'll all, that'll all turn around. So in answer to the question, should clubs have a sister club? Totally think it's a great idea. It just sees whether the see whether the members of the club want to have it. Hmm. I like that observation from from Melissa and Peter about seeing clubs being involved with indigenous communities too. Oh, certainly. I think that would be fantastic because I don't think we do quite enough there. But sorry, that's just my opinion. Before we go, did you want to did you want to, say, to perhaps have a last a last sum up? Look, I'd just like to say. Have a think about whether or not your Rotary Club is servicing your community. If it's not, think about starting a satellite club. 
And if you need help, ask your assistant rotary coordinator. They're there to help you. That's why they get paid the big bucks. So use the network. Use the network, yeah. Fantastic. Thank you, Adrian. Thank you, everyone, for joining us this afternoon. As you know, these days where there is a tradition where we've had a great speaker where we ask everyone to switch their microphones on and join me in a round of applause for Adrian, please. Well done, mate. Thank you, Adrian. Absolutely fantastic.